0: Welcome to Wuffle's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wuffle. Welcome again to Wuffle's Press Box Podcast. I am Gary Wuffle and I am delighted to be joined again by Jerry Tapp, a.k.a. Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take
1: credit for that.
0: Yes, so. if you haven't been following our podcasts uh, in recent weeks, Jerry was correctly abs- predicted, correctly predicted that Jabari Parker, formerly of the Bucks, would be the newest addition to the Chicago Bulls, which went down uh, over the weekend, and Jerry. Congratulations. Nice call.
1: Thank you, Gary. I just would like to announce that I will no longer be on this broadcast.
0: <laughs> I thought you I'm moving on to bigger and better things. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I want to thank my wife and my children. <laughs> <laughs> they had nothing to do with it. You know, all we're missing here is the uh, national anthem. You know? <laughs> so we have the great I intro. could sing that if you'd like. Hey, before, uh, we obviously want to talk quite a bit about the Jabari Parker situation, which I think is one of the most fascinating stories I've been around, uh, just in Light of all his injuries and his hopes and dreams, not only for him but for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks franchise with him, and how he and Giannis were going to form one of perhaps the best front court duos in Bucks history. Maybe, you know, there were dreamers that thought, hey, they would be the best back court or front one of the court. best front courts, you know, in the NBA history. You know that these were two exceptionally brilliant players. And uh, but before we delve into this. You being Mr. Baseball. Oh, gosh. We're switching gears. I leave for Las Vegas last Sunday, and your Milwaukee Brewers are just rolling. Oh, I mean, they no. were cruising. Yep. I come back, and now they are... They're limping. They're limping, to say the least. Yep. And just a, a capsule summary. Fill me in what happened uh, during that span.
1: Well, they just lost five to the Pirates. Yes. Five in a row. Mm-hmm. The Cubs are now in first place, and I think the Brewers are um, slowly but surely sinking. If there is a good time for an all star break for the
0: Brewers, this is it. So uh, I suppose it's only a matter of time before Brewer Nation wants uh, Craig Council's head.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I I think, you know, the the interesting thing I find is that there is all this excitement about Jesus Aguilar making the all star team, and the Brewer Nation gets. Uh, all wound up about we got to vote him in so that we have four players, and then Jeffers ends up making the team, so now they got five players on mm-hmm. the all star team. So there's all that excitement, and unfortunately, they everybody kind of forgot that they still had games to play.
0: Sure, sure. So
1: yeah, they, they lost a couple uh, in a series before the Pirates, and that, so I think they've lost, lost what seven in a row.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. This is as of Sunday night. So, yeah. well, let us uh, digress here and uh, talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and Jabari Parker's situation. And
1: how surprised were you that it happened the way? It happened?
0: Well, I, I'm not surprised at all that he's with the Scott. Uh, that he's left the Bucks. I, I yeah. said this like as you well know. Right. Late in the season, or even before late in the season, maybe about midway through the season, I, I was on a radio station WSSP in Milwaukee, and they asked me about it, Jabari's situation. And I said. In my humble opinion, the odds were slim to none that he was going to come back to the yeah. Bucks, and I got crucified for saying that, but it, it was pretty apparent. Uh, I, I think Jabari obviously had his fill with the Bucks, and right. uh, the Bucks apparently didn't believe that he was the answer and didn't want to pay him, so that was inevitable. But this has been a summer from hell for the Bucks organization. I mean, going back to the draft day situation, okay? Mm-hmm where they blew an opportunity to pick up another draft choice because word leaked out who they were going to pick and the Atlanta Hawks backed out of their decision to trade two first round picks for the Bucks' first round pick. Yeah. And uh, when I was in Las Vegas, I was sitting next to an NBA executive and we chatted for that for a little while. And I, I posed the question to him, I said, what if somebody in your organization leaked information and it cost you a first round pick what would happen didn't even hesitate goes fired really no question about it and now here we are what three weeks after the fact and there has been nothing out of the bucks organization about any reprimand discipline fine whatever yeah you know, for the person that did it, there's rumors flying around in, in Vegas who it is. Yeah, we'll hold on to that one for a while and see what the Bucks do with this. If they just let it slide, which they probably will. Yeah, but uh, you know, if they <laughs> believe in accountability, that person's fired. And and if it's a high profile person, so be it. You know, yeah. I mean, do you remember Brian uh, Colangelo, the six? Yeah. November? he got yeah. fi- He got fired pe- for going on Twitter. Right. And having what a fake account. Yes, and, and he didn't lose a first round pick or a player. There was no harm, no foul yeah. with what he did, and he got fired. He was so, fun. Yeah. so I, I just want to see if the uh, Bucks management is going to be accountable here, and uh, say, hey, you know, I mean, they should know who it is. I, I mean, uh, yeah. the the scuttlebutt was going around uh, the summer league, so.
1: But you know what? You're <clears throat> going back to your point about the Bucks not having a very good summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the last week or two weeks. I mean, you were in Vegas, and I think you and I communicated via text, and I I mentioned that I was watching the Bucs' summer league team and DiVincenzo was starting. Uh, He played 11 minutes, didn't score a point. I don't want to say it was a bad debut, Mm -hmm. but I can't imagine... With losing Parker and then DiVincenzo Senzo, not really. You know, I, I maybe the Bucks fans thought, "Oh, hey, this guy's going to score yeah, 20 points yeah. in his debut," and right. you know, but then they lose Parker and DiVincenzo doesn't have a, a very good debut. I mean, what are Bucks fans thinking right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, okay, you have that draft day bungle, yeah, and then you have part losing Parker for nothing. Right. I mean, this guy was the number two pick yeah. just four years ago. What
1: was it 182 games with the Bucks
0: or 182? something like that? Yeah, but you know we'll delve into that a little more. But yeah. that situation, then, then I saw John Henson uh, at the summer league, and he was walking around pretty gingerly. And you know he uh, missed the last couple games of the playoffs because of a bad back. Okay, and that bad back didn't look any better when I saw him out <laughs> in uh, <laughs> Las Vegas. So yeah. you, you just wonder what's going on there and. Wasn't he the topic of some trade rumors? Yes, I mean, weren't they trying yeah, to get rid yeah. of his salary? And
1: Matthew Della Vadova, I think, was somebody else they were trying to?
0: Correct, yeah. They were, they were trying to make some moves and tried to position themselves. I'm not uh, sure the
1: market is um, really, you know, people are beating down the doors for those two players, are they?
0: No, and, and they got hefty salaries. And, and again, that, those are past mistakes that this organization makes. Yeah. So it's like misstep after misstep. And uh, then Bucks fans wonder why the Bucs are in the position they are. I mean, and, man, management has done a horrible job. And then right.
1: as you and I were talking before we went on air about who's the two signings, Elias Sova, which we talked previously about, mm-hmm. you know, that was a nice signing for some depth, but Brooke Lopez, I didn't hear anything about that. So if the Bucs are banking their future on – and, and the, the fans getting excited with, um, you know, Brooke Lopez – and Ursan Ilyasova, ooh, boy, that's kind of scary.
0: Yeah, you know, whether they want to play a conventional lineup with Lopez starting at center, or if they want to bring in Ursan Ilyasova to start center and, and play small, that's not the answer, folks. No, no. That, that's not going to get it done. I mean, no. they're, they're not going to take that next step like, you know, everybody thinks. Yeah. And I think the world of Budenholzer as a coach I think he's a very good coach but you can only be so good as a coach based on your talent exactly and to me it's like they're one Giannis Chris Middleton injury away from being back in the lottery you know what it's interesting you mention because I thought the same
1: thing I thought this is just like with Aaron Rodgers if you take Giannis out of that lineup, it's very similar to the Packers losing Aaron Rodgers and what happened there.
0: Yeah, I mean for your franchise players. So I mean, I, you, I'm going to make a prediction. Oh no, here we go. The second one here. This <laughs> I I got a feeling. I hope you're wrong on this, okay. but
1: I, I'm going to predict that Giannis will average over 30 points this year. I think the Bucks have bought into the fact that he has to lead them to the promised land, mm-hmm. and I think he will even take more shots than in any season before i think he will just be he will be the total focus of that offense
0: yeah i tend to agree although having said that i don't know about 30 i'm not going to go that far but chris middleton had just an absolutely amazing right. playoff series and i think he's at a stage now where he wants to have another good season contract time's contract coming time. sure. you know after next season so yeah Giannis might want to take a lot of shots, but I think Chris Middleton is going to be wanting to take a lot. Okay, so having said
1: that, yeah. who's your third option? I mean, is if Bloodso is around, I'm sure you're probably looking at Eric Bloodso yes. as your third scoring option. But after that, I mean, who can you depend on that can get you 10, 12 points a game?
0: Well, see, now, I fully expect something to happen with blood, so Maybe at this point, maybe not. Maybe they'll extend them. I mean, who knows with that yeah. organization, you know? Right. But even at that, to me, it's like you got three guys that want to score first, score second, score third. <laughs> I, I don't think none of them want to pass. Probably you know? not. You know? Yeah. And that that's the thing I'll say about Parker. Parker passed the ball. He yeah. wasn't like pounding it, trying to get a shot, you know? I mean, right. consistently he, he was a, a team player, but... yeah. You know the the thing that I just don't understand is if the Bucs didn't really believe that Parker was going to be a part of their future, why didn't they trade him long before now? Oh, not? absolutely. You know, yeah. In this talk, their their general manager John Horace has denied that they have tried to shop Parker, and I have talked to several teams in the NBA's and they vehemently disagree with that. They said Parker has been on the trading block for mm. some time. Yeah. And one of the trades I heard last year was possibly for. Blake Griffin, okay, who yeah. ended up being traded to Detroit. Detroit, and the word was that the Bucks didn't want to pay the money on, on Griffin's contract, okay? Who would you rather have now, Blake Griffin or nobody? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you want to play to win in the NBA, you better start paying money, you know. Right. And the Bucks like to talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk, you well. know. And again, as as silly as it
1: sounds, the Bucks got nothing from letting Parker go.
0: Absolutely, they got,
1: So what do they have to show for? They they took a draft choice, what three years ago, four years ago. He played 183 games. Now he's gone.
0: I don't get it. It, it was one of the most mismanaged situations I can ever remember in Bucks history, yeah. and we know Bucks history. There's been yeah. a lot of mismanaged uh, yeah. situations. So, yeah. now from the opposite yeah. side. And the opposite side being the Chicago Bulls, I think this is just a heck of a pickup. I mean, yeah. they they didn't uh, break the bank. Mm-hmm. It's a short-term contract, two years. If it doesn't work out, so be it. Yeah. But if it does work out, my my goodness, it's a high-risk, high-reward move. And think of this: if Parker develops with Markinen and Wendell Carter, that could be the best front. Young, young. let me you know, yeah. me phrase it, young front line in basketball. I mean, that's a heck of a, yeah. a trio of players. Well, and you're talking about the marketing or the basketball part of it.
1: Just think of the marketing part of it, mm-hmm. you know, with Parker being a local guy. I mean, and he's such a good community guy, too. I got to believe that Chicago is just going to rally around Jabari Parker and they're just going to love having him down there. So I just think that from a marketing standpoint, this is a great move for the Bulls.
0: Yeah, it was funny. Speaking of fans reacting, uh, I was talking to a guy that knows the Parkers, and they said that was it Saturday morning after the news broke, he went to a restaurant in Saint Francis, and he walked in there, and all these people started cheering for him. Right. they were just saying, "Hey, how happy they were for him." They were Bucks fans. They said, "Yeah," but they were happy for him. And yeah, uh, one of the fans came up and said. I'm still going to be a Bucks fan, but I'm also now a Bulls fan. Yeah. And, and, and how about Jabari Parker a couple nights ago getting into a pickup game before right. he signed the contract. Yeah. He got into a pickup. I mean, right. you know, yeah. if you're, you're his agent, Mark Bartlestein in Chicago, you're going crazy like, hey, yeah. don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, and, and that's another thing I heard in his contract, and I found this especially interesting. He's got a love of the game clause oh. where he can play. They don't care if he plays outside of a structured game for the Bulls. Really? And if he gets hurt in this pickup game, let's say you know down Chicago, it doesn't it doesn't affect the contract? He still collects the twenty million yeah. each year. So
1: well, you know, you've you've mentioned, and obviously you know Jabari Parker from your dealings with mm-hmm. him. Just wh- having heard you talk about him. He just seems like a genuinely nice guy. And so the fact that there are people that are cheering for him, I'm glad for that because, you know, you want to see good things happen to good people. So, you know, too bad for the Bucks, good for Jabari. That's yeah. how I look at it.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny, Drew. I actually thought about that today because I've covered the Bucks for over 30, 33 years, I think it's been. And I was thinking, like, the good guys that I've really come across, you know, I think of Sidney Moncrief, I think mm-hmm. of Junior Bridgman, I think Junior Bridgman is great, John McLaughlin, Yeah, uh, guys like Elliot Perry and Danny Shays, and you can go on and on. They've had some really, really good people come through. Scott yeah. Williams, you know? And I was thinking, you know Jabari Rank's up there, you know, yeah. Don Baker on this team, yeah. but Jabari Parker is one of those guys that just a really class act. Um, he doesn't have an entourage. He, he is highly respectable to people. Yeah. He was raised the right way by his parents. Yeah. I, I remember this was even before he became a bucket I was talking to his father, Sonny, and he was saying that he always taught Jabari to be respectful to anyone. Whether well, it was the ball boy, mm-hmm. the parking lot attendant, it didn't matter. That person was equal in yeah. value in his eyes as anybody else. I think we need to find out when the um, Bucks and the Bulls play their first game because
1: I'm I'm willing to bet that Jabari is going to have a big game whether the game's in Milwaukee or Chicago and just that first time that they play in Milwaukee I think that'll be interesting to you know see what happens in that game relative to his performance because I I think he also has a little chip on his shoulder just from the standpoint of I want to prove the Bucks front office wrong in what they didn't do Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't surprise me if he had a big game in Milwaukee against the Bucks.
0: well I I did talk to an NBA executive out in Las Vegas and we were talking about specifically about Jabari Parker and I I said to him I said you know what Jabari Parker was the guy in grade school he was the guy in high school he was the guy at Duke yeah and when he came in and played at the the Bucks before Giannis took off he was going to be the guy yeah and I said you know what now that he hasn't been the guy, he's got a humongous chip on his shoulder, like you just said. Yeah. I guarantee you. He's going to come back with vengeance.
1: Right.
0: Let's see. Maybe he'll have an all-star season. Well, yeah. you know, And you know how the all-star season, or whether he becomes an all-star, who knows, because you're Based on past performances, a lot of time, right? But, but again, he you know, wouldn't, wouldn't that be awesome? That he, would be. he has this is this amazing year, yep. and the Chicago vote puts him in the starting lineup, right? With yeah. Giannis, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be Can fun? you imagine a Giannis Parker oh. all star front line? That'll be this will be an interesting topic to talk
1: about five years from now to revisit this whole Jabari Parker thing. I think it'll be one of those things where. You'll look back, and and, and even I'm sure there're various times in Bucks history when certain player uh, movements were made. But I think this will be one of those things. Five years from now, we'll be talking about. Remember when we had Jabari Parker, and how did that turn out? You know, how are we going to evaluate what happened? Did it fall in the Bucks' favor, or did the Bucks really blow it? And I think that's what I'm. What a, a lot of what I'm reading is. The Bucks have blown it. So let's see if that's a true statement five years from now.
0: Well, I, I was on the phone the other day. or, or Was it Saturday night with with a general manager, and he just couldn't believe that the Bucks couldn't get, have gotten anything yeah. for him. And he said his team was interested, but he also said the hangup with the trade was contracts. You know, because yeah. Parker's contract was low contract, and, and agreeing with the Bucks and who to send back. Right. And I don't know how you justify your fan base. That you didn't get anything for this guy i don't care if he doesn't score a point for the bulls Yeah, you know theoretically he showed in the late postseason yeah. that he was at worst the bucks third best player behind Giannis and middleton yeah. he had 19.7 rebounds last three weeks of the playoffs after the two inexplicable first games when he hardly played he comes back and the bucks won three of the next five games with yeah. parker playing major minutes so right. i'll tell you what if parker blows up john horse might not, eat, not, might shouldn't not even, shouldn't even bother about looking for another NBA job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it could go down It's one of the uh, worst trades in NBA history, or moves yeah. in NBA history. Yeah. So, hey, uh, real quickly here before we wrap it up. We're oh, wrapping it up already? We just started that. I thing. mean, I know. It's like according to our correct uh, You haven't time told here, me about
1: all the, all the shows you went to in Vegas.
0: Yeah, you know what? I was, uh, like most reporters out there, I was over at the Cox Pavilion like at noon mm-hmm. and didn't get done till like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And, and I'll tell you, it's amazing how fast that goes. I, I would suggest to any NBA fan to go to a summer league game there or a summer league session yeah. at least once in their life because players, general managers, coaches are accessible. I mean, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll be walking the halls, you can get autographs, you can get pictures. You know, and where do you get that opportunity right. during the regular season, you know? Yeah. so. Uh, if you're an NBA fan, I think the ticket's like $35, $40, but it's for all day. That's so you can see like eight games or whatever, and you see the, the hot shot rookies that are coming in. Yeah. Based on you saying that, let me ask you a quick question. You did get a chance to see the Bucks
1: mm-hmm. team play. Yeah. Who or whom impressed you, and would you say one or two guys from that team for us to keep an eye
0: on? Well, yeah, that, that's pretty easy. It was Christian Wood. And uh, I think there's a reasonable chance that the Bucks are going to sign him. I mean, he he had like one dominant game. I forgot who it was against, but he he was uh, dominant on the offensive end, dominant on the defensive end. Six eleven, athletic, and uh, I, I told the guy today. I said, you know what? If if they give this kid cha- a chance, uh, whoever, whatever team picks him up, yeah. I think in two or three years he could be one heck of a player. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got to get stronger. Yeah. But his skill level is very high, you yeah. know. And and I think you, we were talking about Jabari Parker having a chip on his shoulder. This kid has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Because uh, he, he's had a cup of coffee with Philadelphia. Right. And uh, I'm trying to remember Charlotte. Yeah. And uh, he, he's focused on becoming a good player. So
1: I saw that game that you're talking about, yeah. and I think he had what like 26 points and 12 yes. rebounds, yes. whatever. He almost looked like he was kind of a man among boys. Yes, I mean he really was impressive. So, so he's one. Is there one other player that you would think would be somebody to keep an eye on from that team? Not
0: really. I mean, DJ Wilson was DJ Wilson. You know, yeah. he, he flashed uh, bright spots at the time. Other times he struggled. Sterling Brown, uh, you got to wonder what's going on here. I mean, if they felt Sterling Brown was the guy to be, you know, their backup uh, shooting guard, they went to win out and got DiVincenzo, you know? Yeah. So I just wonder how that's going to play out, uh, if mm. Brown's even, you know, what, yeah. what his role is going to be on the team next year? Right. Because uh, they, they invested a lot in uh, Dante. Yeah. It, okay. It's going to be interesting. but Cool. You know, just going forward with Bucks, what do you think on paper now? You know, most teams have assembled their rosters. Yeah. I see them as probably the, the fifth, sixth team in the East. Not much better than that. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't Gary, I don't see them have really made much improvement um, I would probably say they either stayed even or they maybe dropped a little with the loss of Parker. Right. I, I just don't see the addition of DiVincenzo, Ilya Sova, and Brooke Lopez offsetting Jabari Parker, but that's just my own personal opinion. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see them getting being any higher than 5th or 6th yeah, in yeah. the division right
0: now. You know, it was interesting. Uh, we yeah. may have touched on this last uh, podcast, but Bovada, which is an online gambling service, oh yeah, they went from giving the Bucks 75 to 1 odds to win the Eastern Conference to 100 to 1 odds of winning the Eastern Conference. So they, they went back uh, a significant amount. And, and that was after the LeBron sign, right?
1: When yes, after.
0: and you thought hey, the Bucks would... Be, Odds would improve. Yeah, you would think, but so. they actually decrease. So, so
1: I wonder if they, if there was any movement after losing Parker.
0: Yeah. So I mean, at 101. I, mean, I yeah, you know, it tells be. you it could be a rough year if if Bovada's right. But well, you know, and, and like that's you why said, you play the games, right?
1: And like you said, Gary, one injury either to Middleton or to Giannis, you know, two of their yeah. big scores, and they're really hurting. I would think.
0: Well, uh, I don't know if you noticed uh, when you were driving over to our uh, Posh Studios tonight, but the flags in Bucks Nation are flying at half-mast. I didn't see that. They're, they're at half-mast. Wow. It's a sad day, sad time in Bucks Nation, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. When <laughs> when <laughs> but, it's, but it's always good to be with you, I mean,
1: well, you know? <laughs> That's wonderful of you to see. Well, unfortunately, then all of Wisconsin is just really getting fired up for the Packers season. Because with the Brewers... All right,
0: we got to go. Oh,
1: I'm just saying, if the with the Bucks and with the Brewers, you know, you get people saying, I can't wait for football. So, yeah,
0: so, well, and Bucks got some work to do, to say the least. They got to heal some big, big wounds there. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: it's uh, going to be interesting to see if they can do it.
1: Well, here's the other thing, though. Did Tony
0: Romo win that tournament today? Good question. I don't know. He was leading when I had left. All right, I, we got to go. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jer. Always good to see it. You want to you want you want to end this delectable podcast with one more prediction? Uh, um, I mean, it, it th- can be any sport, even you know. I'm,
1: no, um, I'm. Oh, let's. Okay, I'll ask you a quick question. The Manny Machado sweepstakes. Yes. Where does he end up? Off,
0: oh, Yankees. I agree. Yeah. Do you do? I yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. You know what?
1: I saw something this morning on a, a tagline at the bottom. It says Brewers and Phillies. Still in the race for Manny Machado. Yeah,
0: and I heard the other day the the so There was a report that Birds weren't. So yeah. that's a topic for another week. But, uh, yeah. Thanks again, uh, Jerry, for joining us. Thanks for inviting me to these Posh Studios.
1: Every day <laughs> they just get one more and more. Yeah, you know, it kind of
0: reminds me of Caesar's Palace, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you, Jerry, and uh, thank you uh, for listening to another podcast. Take care. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWoofl and WooflesPressBox.com.